T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 8.14 now on this New Year's Eve, 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 Thursday, December 29th, joined by J.P. Morrell, New Orleans City Council member. Good morning, J.P. How are you? Good morning, Tommy. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I- I'm okay. I'm very concerned about NOPD. Let's talk about crime first, though. Um, it-, it would be hard to believe that any any th- any gains that were made by the redeployment or whatever the new strategy was, that they're still making any difference because it seems as though things are as violent as they've ever been in New Orleans. Well, I mean, I think it's important to look back. I know that our data analyst, uh, Eric Asher, uh, made a presentation before the council. The council is dubious there were gains with the redeployment strategy to begin with. Uh, As Mr. Asher showed during a council hearing, what we found was that part of the strategy, in quotes, to combat crime was to simply stop talking about it. Yeah, control the narrative, re- right? Right. So, I mean, what you saw was the NOPD just stopped being forthcoming with the public regarding violent crime through social media platforms and the like and just not disclosing or downgrading certain crimes. We saw a couple of instances, for example, in which people were shot during armed, during armed robberies when those people did not expire, those cases were downgraded to robberies. Mm-hmm. So I think that what you what we're beginning to see is, because remember, these consultants, they do not report to the public. They do not report to the council. They are exclusively for the use of the NFPD and the mayor. They provide some, I guess, help for the amount of money they're paid, but they don't actually give us anything to judge them by. There's no plan. There's no metrics. There's no this was the before, this is after, we're basically just taking their word for it. And I think what you've seen at this acceleration at the end of the year is that I don't, Tommy, know if there were any gains. I think that there was an effort to make the public feel safer, but Mm -hmm. there's a difference between the public feeling safer and being safer. And as I've said repeatedly since I called for Chief Ferguson's resignation, I think in March of of this year, March of 2022, we have to get away from making people feel safe and make them safe because the people of the city of New Orleans are not dumb. When you can't when you can't sit outside a grocery store safely and wait for a friend to run inside without the risk of murder or, or injury, that's a fundamental problem the city has to face. And I I do support the efforts of the interim chief to do something, but unless we have a national search, unless we get a chief who's going to come in with a mandate and a plan. And let me let me emphasize that. We have never gotten a plan from the NOPD as to how they're going to fight crime at all. This entire year I've been in office, 
the council, the public, the business community, they've all said, hey, what's the plan? We want to know what the plan is, like Pennington, so we can support the plan. There has never been a plan, not one that they can articulate to the public or the council. Let me talk to you about support because I've never been in law enforcement, but I have been in life, and I do know people, and I know corporate settings, and had a chat with Ronald Serpash yesterday, and we both agreed that when there is somebody that is in charge on an interim basis, you kind of go into your own silo. You go into a self-protective mode. You don't really uh, cast your lot. You're not really all in because it's like, well, wait, let's see if this is going to be the man or the woman or not, and let me decide if whether or not I'm, I'm on board with what they want to do or not. And I have deep concerns about the mayor and her word games with National Search and, uh, you know, people are saying that maybe politically the, the mayor is, is making this nothing to do, not, nothing uh, to denigrate Chief Woodfork at all, interim Chief Woodfork, but that maybe she's just riding a ride out whatever political or legal issue she has, circumvent the, the charter change, and then who knows how long the interim police chief is going to be. And if I might finish my thought, if that is the case, well, then if I'm a, a patrol man or patrol woman with NOPD, then I'm not quite sure what direction the department is going in. And I'm really not going to be committed to anything, even if, if a plan was introduced, which, as you just said, has not been introduced. And I think I'm going to consider my options, certainly as it relates to retention. I don't think I'd want to go to a department that has a, an interim superintendent until I know what the plan is. And I think it also bodes very badly for March when those bonuses kick in if we still have an interim superintendent. That's what I have to say, JP. What do you think? I think that if there is not a legitimate national search by a third party that is not just a paper search for the mayor to check a box, if we don't actually commit, and I think Councilman Jeruso and I spelled this out pretty adequately right after the, this uh I'm sorry, after Captain Woodfork was made to the superintendent, there has to be a search that's not run by the mayor, that's run by a third party that every stakeholder has input into, and everyone's watching very closely, particularly police officers, as to whether or not there's actually going to be a search or are we pretending to have one so that, the, so that there can be a box check saying there was one. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I've been saying since we passed those bonuses – I want to say, Tommy, in the, the mid-year adjustment September, that if we don't change the trajectory of this department, I agree with you and the former chief surpass that in March, when those lump sum payments come out, those are going to be moving expenses. Because no one wants to I mean an interim is just that. An interim is someone who's supposed to be there to serve in a period until you get to a, a full chief. Regardless of whether the search is concluded in March, we will all know by mid-January, early February, if the search is legitimate to begin with. And if the search is not legitimate, that is a disservice not just to the city of New Orleans, not just to Chief Woodfork, who should be going through the search as well. It should actually, you know, try to win it, you know, on the books. Mm -hmm. It's a disservice to all the officers who are – I mean, the number one complaint they've had repeatedly, whether it's our survey – whether it's police injustice, whether it's third parties, they think the department is stacked, it's full of cronyism, and everything's rigged. If the search is rigged, you're just confirming to all those officers who have left or are considered leaving, there's no point to me staying here. 
And I agree wholeheartedly with you. I mean, I think the, the tale of the tape is going to be over the next two to three weeks, everyone's going to know very quickly whether the search is completely, I mean, for lack of a better radio term, whether this search is BS or not. Yeah, if the search legit. is BS. If it's legit. Or legit. Yeah. There you go. Better word. It's legit. If it's not, people are going to, I mean, you're going to see an acceleration of separation. All right, let's take a break. We'll pick it up here. We'll come back, 504-260-187. If you have any questions or comments, we're talking to J.P. Morell, New Orleans City Council member, about the mayor. And, and if you look back and you look at her wordplay and then the game she's playing with the words and interim superintendent, and and you just have to wonder if she's not trying to circumvent the will of the people of New Orleans and the council and then have a, a quasi-permanent interim superintendent. And if that's the case, God help us, because you're going to see people, from what Captain Glasser told us, from when I talked to officers, you're going to have people leaving the department. It's going to be crazy, and good luck replacing them. And you don't, I think what people lose track of, is you don't replace a five-year veteran officer or a 10-year veteran officer in one year. You can't do it. It's experience. 822 Traffic Now, WWL. 826 Thursday morning, December 29th, talking to J.P. Morrell about the mayor and the search for a new police chief and how long the interim could be the interim and the effect that would have on morale and manpower, both maintaining officers or, or keeping uh, from losing them and attracting new ones. J.P., I mentioned before the break, I think that's what's a very important thing that people may not realize is you don't replace an officer with five years of experience or ten years of experience with somebody fresh out of the academy, nor do you somehow infuse them with ten years of experience in one year, do you? Uh, that is correct. I mean, actually, you can't replace an officer, any officer who leaves within a year. Basically, between the academy and field training officers, you're looking at 18 months usually to create a new officer, and the reason why you don't hit senior officer status until five years is because really, when you're dealing with law enforcement in particular, a veteran officer, I mean, a rookie officer is really has to be babysat for a certain period until they get the requisite skills to go out on the street and to do things. The difference, I'll give you an example. In Jefferson Parish for the sheriff's office, uh, rookie officers begin their time in the tiers actually in the jail in an enclosed environment to learn how to be a police officer before they're actually put on the street. Uh, in our city, because we have a separate sheriff's office and separate NOPD, officers come out of the academy, they're put on the street with a field training officer. And let's be very clear, a field training officer is supposed to be a senior seasoned officer. We have left off, we have lost officers at such a fast rate, Tommy, that the officers who are training officers often may not be senior officers themselves, which is a huge, huge problem. JP. But, but to your, po but, but well, to I your just, point, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it is a mess, and the acceleration of separation of senior officers is a mess. And I think the, the biggest challenge we have, and I think you hit it early on in the first part of this interview, this conversation, is that this, when you see the veteran officers – and I mean veteran as in five to 20 years, picking up stakes and leaving, it really creates an environment where the officers who've just gotten there, who are being, let's be clear, police officers are in demand across the country. Every officer who walks into an OPD is being hit with officers, hit, hit with offers 
across the country to come to other departments. JP, let me if jump in real quick because we only have a minute left, and I want to get this in. If the mayor decides to play games and ride out a recall effort, ride out um, whatever legal issues she may be facing or investigations, and play games with this interim title, is there anything the council can do or not? The interim can only serve for 120 days, and okay. if an extension is granted, the council has has to agree to an extension. If the interim period runs out, that person can no longer be the interim chief. So the council already has the ability, based upon the charter and based upon existing law, that uh, Superintendent Woodfork can serve as interim chief for 120 days. If there's a legitimate search process that goes beyond that, the council would entertain a short extension. but an interim, this is not like the, the the presidency where you can have an interim serve indefinitely. There is a fixed period, and there is a clock. Thank you, And J- when that clock runs out, we'll, we'll, we'll move from there. JP, I hope you have a happy new year. I hope people realize how important this is to the future of the city because, man, we're at a tipping point. I really do think we are, and I hope the mayor does the right thing. Thank you, sir. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll lighten up a little bit, talk about movies in 2022 with Mike Scott, movie critic for NOLA.com, 8.30, time for WWL First News. For that, we go to Ian Ozan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.